Have you ever been allowed to use a mobile phone in a classroom? Or maybe you've wondered whether iPads are of any use at all as educational tools. On today's episode, we'll address these issues and take a look at how mobile devices are shaping education. My name is Andrea Wunderlich, and you're listening to What Does Schooling Have to Do With Education? Stay tuned. Depending on how old you are, you'll be able to remember what the world was like before the internet. You'll also be able to remember the world before smartphones, the oldest of which are a few years shy of 30. Despite their almost three decades in existence, though, smartphones only started to significantly influence the world after the new millennium, when phones were first connected to wireless internet. 2007, then, offered another turning point. That year, Steve Jobs unveiled the world's first iPhone, and the world would never be the same after that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds a tad dramatic, I know. But thinking about my own life, it seems a little hard to imagine an existence without screens, whether 15-inch or pocket-sized. And this feeling is pretty widespread. So maybe you're the kind of person who insists on using your phone as little as possible. Or maybe you're the kind of person who automatically checks your jeans pocket for your phone every once in a while, only to have your heart skip a beat if you find it empty, only to remember a second later that your phone is actually in your purse. Either way, it's impossible to deny that phones, iPods, laptops, and the like play a huge role in our modern world. And they're starting to play a large role in our schools too. So here's a question. How can you get biology students to access cutting-edge research equipment that costs millions of dollars? Or how do you show students the workings of the human heart on a 3D model? Can students ever learn about the ecosystem by actually manipulating the environment around them? When discussing technology in education, people often cite the negative aspects such as the countless distractions students will be faced with if they're allowed to handle a phone. But technology allows for so many things that have never been possible in a classroom before. In discussing potential benefits of technology on education, colleagues of mine talked about the advantage that students have of being able to collaborate on a single project despite physical distance. They talked about the advantage of being able to organize themselves through apps and digital calendars, or of being able to produce work that goes far beyond the written page, such as videos, podcasts, websites. Technology has made information available to everyone, so it's no longer so necessary for students to learn facts or memorize equations. They can always pull those things up on their phones, which they carry everywhere anyway. So schools have to change. Their original function has been rendered almost useless, and they now have to redirect their energy into teaching skills such as communication, leadership, and curiosity. Technology then allows for thousands of ways to remold schools. Remember the examples I mentioned above about being able to access million dollar equipment, cut open a human heart, 
or physically change the space around you? That's all possible now and can be done through augmented reality on an iPad or even a smartphone. Anyone can now hold up a screen and walk around a 3D dinosaur. I was just taking a look at some of the possibilities on augmented reality education apps and they are so crazy. It makes me want to be a student again, it's so cool. So here's a potential biology class for students. Maybe they're learning about lab techniques, such as PCR, gel electrophoresis, and DNA profiling. Back when I was in school, and this was less than 10 years ago, I learned about all these things through traditional teacher-centered PowerPoint lectures. But for a high schooler today, the same topic can be covered in a drastically different way. Maybe the teacher will start the class off with a quick presentation provide an overview of the different techniques. Then, each student will grab an individual iPad and sit down with it in a corner, maybe on a chair or on a beanbag or even on the floor. They will open up an app that grants them access to a simulated crime scene. As detectives, the students will collect the murderer's DNA from the crime scene and will, and will then be transferred to a virtual lab where they will have to perform PCR gel electrophoresis, and DNA profiling step-by-step step until they can identify the criminal. After school, students might then be asked to write up reflections and questions about the class activity on a shared document. Students can then answer each other's questions and share suggestions and notes from class. And that's it. That's the class. And it's brilliant. Another massive thing mobile devices can be useful for is research. Students can spend some time figuring things out on their own, learning about a topic at their own pace and following the information they find most pertinent. The role of the teacher then becomes more mentor instead of instructional overlord, and the student becomes more central to his own education. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed our episode of What Does Schooling Have to Do with Education? And I hope you join us again next week. If you're interested in augmented reality, check out Labster. That's L-A-B-S-T-E-R dot com. That's where I spent hours looking around different simulated scenarios. There are quite a few other platforms too. I would also like to thank my Teach Now cohort, who offered valuable insights into different ways technology can be integrated into lessons. Wow.